Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. WGR. is the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among these in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Make no mistake you I should have watched wrestling more when I was growing up. Yeah. I, well, that, that that's a different era of wrestling. Though, Those then. were the days, buddy. Let me tell you. Yeah. Well, because any time, I I think I you know I lost out, maybe a little bit, in the era I grew up in because you know I I had I had that fr- phase. Doesn't everybody have that phase, right? Sure. Some people it's it's forever that phase. But I had that phase like middle school, early high school, where I was really into wrestling, but. I'm 26, so this is what 14 years ago, right? Like 10 years ago, um, in that time span. So like it's the Undertaker and it's Edge, right? And it's CM Punk and yep. like it's it's good, but I don't know, man. When I watch back old clips like of Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair and the like NWA or even like after that like the Attitude Era, sure. the WWE, like Stone Cold, The Rock. Like, it's like, man, I missed out. <laughs> right. The like, theat- I missed out. The, theat- the theatrics were a little bit different. Um, there, you can still find it. There's still good stuff out there. If you go looking in the um, the other leagues, like I, I got a ton of people who love to watch Japanese wrestling now um, because you can, like, you can, you, on the internet, it makes sense to be able to catch those feeds now, which you couldn't do even five years ago. Uh, be able to watch that stuff. It's like sports. Like, I can watch the Premier League now. I can watch leagues in Germany if I really want to, mostly because it's just available mm-hmm. on the internet to be able to find before streaming services lock it all up again. Right. Um, Jody Biasi filling in for Nate Geary today, by the way, on Sports Talk Saturday. I feel like I do have to sh- maybe should have let off with that because me and Nate, uh, according to many in social media, plenty of times, we are the Spider-Man meme. We sound very similar, so it's very possible you could have gone through the entirety of today's sh- today show and not realize that it's Joe and not Nate. Uh, Corey Griswold joining me here on the board throughout the afternoon. Um, we got Sal Capaccio that's going to join me at 12.30 after Bill's practice or scrimmage. Should I call it a scrimmage? They're in game uniforms right now down at the stadium. Yeah, so they're in pads, right? They're in pads. They're in jerseys. Like, it's as close. It's Maybe qualifies as a scrimmage. More, I don't know if they're keeping score. Do you have okay. to keep score for it to be a scrimmage? Probably. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe they keep scores by, like, I think if I'm remembering this correctly, they count how many times you score touchdowns, but it's not like they're actually counting it for seven. They're just like you scored once, you scored twice, you scored okay. three times. Um, so... 
We'll get Sal on at 12.30, it seems, at this point. Practice is going to wrap up at about 12 uh, down at New Era Field. New Era Field. Highmark Stadium. Ooh, boy. That's two names ago. Um, at least I didn't do Rich Stadium. Well, Rich Stadium would have been more respectable there, probably. That's right. Actually. Um, so Sal will join me anyways at 12.30. More on practice. And I want to start to project out depth positions on the roster with Sal. The bottom of the wide receiver group is maybe figured out. Like, I thought that was going to be a position with some drama, with some competition. And I don't know. I feel like it's set. I feel like it's set at wide receiver. The camp that Jake Kumaro was having and the camp that Isaiah McKenzie is having, I feel like if you're going with six guys, you know, the four, the top four are locked in. I mean, we had the, the little stretch there with Beasley where we wondered, hey, maybe if this keeps up, I mean, could they cut him? But that's faded very quickly. So Beasley, Diggs, Davis, Sanders, those guys are locks. And the way camp reads and sounds and looks so far, I don't know how Jake Kumaro and Isaiah McKenzie are getting kicked off this team in favor of guys who are practice squad practice squad eligible in Marquez Stevenson and Isaiah Hodgins. And the Duke Williams thing is just, it's over. I was surprised to see he was even on the training camp roster still. Um So we'll talk about receiver, what went on with practice today with Sal. Um, But the big story of today is obviously we're still within 24 hours of learning about Josh Allen's contract extension, $258 million over six years. It is the largest contract in Buffalo sports history by a wide margin, by the way. Marcel Darius was the previous high at $100 million, and he only ended up seeing about $65 million of that deal from the Bills. So this is easily the biggest contract in Buffalo sports history. It is deserved. It is also a little bit unprecedented, but I'm okay with it being unprecedented. I was one of the few leading into this process, this conversation, that I would have I would have preferred... That they wait till next year. But I was pretty indifferent to that. I was not strong in that opinion. Like, I guess if you make me pick, let's see one more year, and he's going to end up getting probably the same money anyway next year. So what's the harm in waiting? Because Allen also, how entrenched he is with this team, how... He interacts with the fan base, how he talks about wanting to be in Buffalo for the rest of his career, for how he interacts with the fans, everything. He just does not strike you in any way as a guy that would ever put up a fuss, especially with still two more years left before they got to do a deal. Allen's not the guy that's going to put up a fuss. So my thought was, well, what's the harm in waiting? Because every other quarterback that you find that has signed a monster extension, even Patrick Mahomes had to do it for two years before his team gave him a monster deal. Russell Wilson had to do it for multiple years. Deshaun Watson did it for two years. Dak Prescott had to do it for six years before the Cowboys gave him the contract that he wanted. So why do I have to give my guy the deal after one? But it's not, I don't think... There's almost any chance that this guy regresses to a point where you would not want to give him this contract, to where you would look back and say, yeah, that's a bad contract. It's the things he's improved on that make me believe that there's not a lot of regression to be had here. And when I mean that, I think about what Allen has done himself to be able to improve the way he's improved. The digital, it's working smart more than it's working hard. You know, because like there are guys around the league, I'm sure like Cam Newton is a good example. Newton was compared to Allen early in his career. And Newton still has the same fundamental mechanical issues to his throwing motion that he had when he came into the league. And I'm not telling you that Cam Newton doesn't work hard. Cam Newton is probably the first guy in the building and the last guy to leave. He probably is in there for hours watching film. You know, I've seen videos of him bringing his teammates out to wherever he is in the summer and in the spring and throwing routes with them, you know, working with coaches. Like, Newton absolutely works hard, but Allen worked smart. He did all of that, plus went out on his own, got his throwing motion digitally mapped. He worked with 
a quarterback guru in Jordan Palmer year after year after year to correct the fundamental mechanical issues in his game because Allen recognized what the draft analysts, many of them recognized, was a flaw in Allen's game coming into the league. There was no consistent accuracy. He would throw accurate passes, no doubt. But once or twice every 10 throws, just missed the mark completely. And in today's NFL, when you need to be pinpoint accurate at all times, you cannot get away with that. And Allen, working smart, recognized that. And he went out, and he worked at it, and he worked smart at it, and he got it corrected. To now, watch, especially you can notice it more on the deep balls than you can on the shorter passes. Watch, go watch Allen's bomb throw to Robert Foster in his rookie season against Jacksonville. And then compare it to any deep throw that he made last year to Stephon Diggs. Compare the two. And it looks like a completely different throwing motion. Allen's described it himself, but it looks like a completely different throwing motion in that at the beginning of his career, it was almost like this hacksaw throw. You ever do that with like the hacksaws where like it's like it's at a dartboard where they call ha- hot hatchets and hops or whatever downtown? I've seen him, yeah. Yeah, like that's almost what reminds me of his throwing motion. Like he's throwing an axe is like how it felt when he was throwing. It was a tomahawk motion almost at the beginning of his career. Last year, watch those deep balls and there's a little whip to it. There's a little whip. There's a lot more going on with the wrist. There's more sidearm to his throw than there ever was. And I think... That is just evidence that the guy's been working at his game, working at his throwing motion, changing the way he throws to while still being able to throw the ball a thousand yards down the field, also now being able to throw with that consistent accuracy that everybody was so worried about coming into his career. And because he's corrected that, it's hard, and because of the way he's gone about it, it's hard for me to see him regressing. It's also difficult to put into proper perspective how big of a leap it was for him because of how bad he was accurately throwing downfield. Like it was his huge it was the biggest Achilles heel. Yep. The Bills had open receivers all the time down the field and he would miss them by not by oh man that was close. It would be by 10 yards. It was comically bad deep field throwing. Right. And that completely went away in one off season. And you saw the rapid growth from him now to where he's making, you know, I'm starting to think in my mind, like, should he buy the Sabres? Because <laughs> he's got the, because he has the cash to do so. So, like, that kind of growth from a professional athlete yeah. rarely happens anywhere. And think of all the investment in coaching and in making sure these guys succeed. Like, every single franchise wants their draft picks to succeed. Somehow, Allen figured it out. Like, what how did he get from it's such an incredible story mm-hmm. for him to get from where he was when he was drafted so absolutely raw and not refined and not hitting to being the kind of guy where he is now legitimately talked about as being on the level of Rodgers and Mahomes right it's wild it is insane that it's gone this far like not even that he became a franchise quarterback but he became an elite quarterback right I mean, a guy where holy we could, cow! Like we're just sitting here, and it's like, man, it's like you know, if the it's defense, if the defense is right, they could go pretty deep in the playoffs. That's right. not what we're talking about. No, we don't almost don't even care what the defense right. looks like. <laughs> now it's like, can they score like forty points a game again? Right? Like, is that practical? Maybe they only score thirty this year. Oh boy, oh boy, that'd be tough. Yeah. Like holy, holy crap! It's an incredible, incredible, incredible story, and because of the story, his personality, of course, goes on top of this. He's so easy to root for. He's so easy to root for. You know, like the kid that was, you know, not recruited, had to send an email to a thousand different schools to give him a shot. He goes to Laramie, Wyoming, which actually, like, that's Division One. You know, there were quarterbacks that came from lesser programs than that, but still, it's not Start, Alabama. Started it's in not Juco. Ohio State. Started in Juco is really the better point here. Um, and he developed into what he developed into. I think, though, while there are lots of people that, like, this this is what Bills fans do like like to do on social media. They will dunk on you if you doubted this kid. They will dunk on you, especially if you did it to, into in, in extraordinary lengths. Right. 
Like, we always hear the parody of a prospect comment, mm-hmm. and we always bring up Omar Kelly. Like, there are certain individuals that just go way too far with it. But, man, like, you got to give the guys that saw the raw talent credit. And you got to give the Bills credit. Not just the Bills, though. Like, other organizations. The Bills were not... Why did he go seventh overall? The Bills believed in him enough to go seventh overall. Somebody else would have taken him. The Bills knew how respected that talent was around the league. They had to go from 22 to, was it 12? And then, still, we didn't think we were high enough. Right. We got to get up to seven to get this guy. And when they pick when they picked him, the folks that were there right. at the field house, it was a mixed reaction. Right. It was not universal love and praise. No, right. And so and, and also like while he was doubted, it wasn't universal by any means. There were plenty of people that believed in Josh Allen. I was looking back through some of the draft conversation about him the year before his draft year. This is the season, the 2016 Wyoming season. Yep. And everybody, everybody, Warren Sharp, Benjamin Solak, uh, Doug Farrar, Matt Miller, like all these draft guys, anytime they mention Josh Allen, they're like, next year this guy is, like this is going to be a generational quarterback talent. Like we saw Allen coming a little bit. And he did go seventh overall. Why did that happen? Because the league respected the talent. Hell, the Seattle Seahawks reportedly wanted to jump up to the first pick where Cleveland was to draft Josh Allen. That was out there. They wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Browns to draft Josh Josh Allen. Part of that perennial is at Wilson going to stay with Seattle kind of talk that's been going on there for the past couple of years. And that's why, where am I going with this point? That's why... The, the question's kind of been hovering around the last day. Is this going to change Josh Allen? Not just him the player, him the person, but the way we view him, the way we interact with him, the way we judge him. And I think it, of course, will inherently to some extent because even it doesn't matter about the money. Go from a rookie guy to a veteran. And if you have some of the struggles at any point that you did as a rookie, you're not going to get the, oh, well, he's improving, benefit of the doubt. You're gonna get. You're paying. You're getting paid forty-three million dollars. I need you to hit that throw. That is going to happen if he struggles at all throughout the rest of his career, and it's a long career, so he's going to at some point. Yeah. But to me, he has had the spotlight on him. You know, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the money changing him. I'm not worried about the judgment, the the bar getting risen, changing him because the guy was a first-round pick that's played in. Tons of big games, and honestly, look at his record in primetime games. He he's a better player in primetime games than he is at one o'clock Sunday games. I'm, that that might be just coincidence, but when's the last time there was a guy in either team that we could all say it's like, man, he just doesn't break, like mentally, because he's had his share of obstacles to overcome as a Bill. He's had bad games. He had, his rookie season was not great. He was flawed. There were plenty of people who said, this is why you shouldn't have taken him, because he's not good. And I was one of them. He couldn't throw the football, like, which is a huge <laughs> right. part of being a quarterback. Like It was like, oh, this is, this is great. He, he's, he jumps over linebackers. That's really cool. Seems like a really good guy. That's nice. It'd be great if he could throw a football accurately. That's kind of a big deal. And he overcame that, grew as a football player, and became, you know, a practically lethal quarterback. Mm-hmm. And all while dealing with that stress of having just like the loudest, even Mahomes didn't even ever really deal with this. Like, I don't, I can't really think of anybody who's dealt with this recently as a top quarterback pick of just like the discourse around the guy. Mm-hmm. And it never shook him. Like, he just doesn't, like, he makes mistakes. He gets, it's almost like he gets too hyper. And that's something he has to deal with and overcome, and he'll probably deal with the whole time he's playing football. But it's not like adversity. It's not like, oh, man, I screwed up. That doesn't shake him. Screwing up does not shake him. Right. 803-0550 is the phone number, by the way, if you've got any thought on the Josh Allen extension. Six years, $258 million total. And Allen yesterday in his press conference, he called it a win-win. Like, a legitimate win-win. Like, both sides, we wanted to make a deal where both sides came away feeling like they won. I have $258 million, so I feel great. And, like, yeah, because I think a lot of times that's just something you say. But I think in this case, 
it does appear that both sides did great. And here's why. Allen gets a ton of money up front, and as Mike Janitti of Track pointed out last night on Twitter, he has something in his deal that we've almost never seen in the NFL. He has a massive amount of guaranteed money paid up front in the fourth year of his contract. 2024, he is getting $38 million of 41 guaranteed up front. That is... That's really cool. That is very cool. It is unprecedented. If he doesn't get almost Brinks truck... Right. physically deliver to his house with that money. He's, he's got to make a thing of it. That's got to be yeah. – have fun with that. So so Allen's getting that. He's getting all the – hundred NFL record, $100 million in guaranteed money. $100 million. Like, up the, like, that is coming to him no matter what. And the Bills win because even though – even though – let me couch it. I need to couch it maybe multiple times just to make sure everybody knows. I don't think and I don't believe the Bills think that Allen's going to regress at all. Right. But – you have to plan. Should something for, go wrong? You have to plan for catastrophic. You have to plan for catastrophic, especially when there are multiple recent examples around the league of teams drafting their quarterbacks high to be their franchise quarterbacks, them performing early, and then regressing to a point where they want out. They got a guy in the locker room. <laughs> they got, they well, got that guy. They got Mitch Trubisky. They've got Mitch Trubisky. And on another level, Carson Wentz in Philadelphia yep. had an, an elite season, and he followed it up with a very good season. And he was drafted second overall. There was no reason for the Eagles to believe he was not their longtime franchise quarterback. But what happened after five years? They wanted out, and they were kind of stuck. And this year is almost a throwaway year for them. In part because they've got almost $40 million in dead cap because of the design of Wentz's contract. I did have fun looking at yeah. Josh Allen's dead cap hit for this year and next year. Right. Like and, and $90 then, million dollar dead cap hit. Yes, it's 103 this year, maybe, and then 93 <laughs> next year. I mean, it's not going to matter, but right. that's funny. It's funny. And then the Rams, the Rams, who in that same draft class, they drafted Jared Goff first overall. Slower start than Wentz, but... Had an incredible second, third, and fourth year. Took them to a Super Bowl. Looked like the guy. And after five years, what happened? They wanted out. Yep. And the Rams, because of the design of Goff's contract, lost an additional, I believe, they lost an additional first-round pick in the Matthew Stafford trade. I think the way to look at that trade is the Rams paid a first-round pick for Matthew Stafford, and they paid a first-round pick for the Lions to take Jared Goff's contract because it was so bad. The Rams and the Eagles gave themselves no protection in those contracts. The Bills, even though they're not going to need it, this is why it's a win for them, even though they're not going to need it, the final four years of this deal, the Bills can get out of it. Yeah. If they ever needed to, they can get out of it. The dead cap money is like what? Eight, like in the last year, it's $8 million. It's like $16 million. It's nothing crazy. No, it goes, well, 2025, it's $20 million, Yep. Which is, especially when the cap goes up, that's going to be nothing. Right. Then it's $8 million, and then the final two years, it's zero. Right. Like, and we were zero. talking, Carson Wentz's was what, 50? Yeah. 50, it was 50 last year. I think it was like 30. No, I'm sorry. It was 50 if they caught him. It was like 35 if they traded him. Right. Yeah. Like, at this point, something catastrophic would have to go wrong with Allen. Right. And we're probably, like, probably talking something physical. Yeah. Like, some, like some, he got hurt or the, just he can't physically do the things he was doing before. Yep. But having the Bills be smart enough to build that, to learn from the rest of the mistakes being made by other franchises in the league is a position, quite frankly, in my 38 years of being around and watching the Buffalo Bills, I am unprepared for. <laughs> I'm not ready yeah in a world where the Bills are smart. So to see them do this kind of thing where they set themselves up for, like, we have our core dudes. We have mm-hmm. Trey. We have Stephon Diggs. We have Josh Allen. Like, we have this crew of guys here, and we're going to stick with them, and this is our crew. And also, they've done it smartly so that down the road, nobody's like, well, the Bills are in cap jail. I don't know how they're going to get out of this. They have a bunch of dudes they don't need anymore, and they can't get out of it. Right. I think maybe that's also another reason why it – was a positive to do the deal now because it's almost like a trade. It's like, all right, Josh, we'll do this monster extension this year, but because you've only done it once, you're going to trade us 
some protection later in the deal. Yep. In case something goes wrong, we want the ability to get out of it. And at the same time, it's also a big win to do it now for the Bills because even though today he is the second highest paid quarterback in the league, the second highest paid pro football player of all time, $43 million a year, in four or five years, that contract with the rising cap and the new TV money kicking in, that contract is going to look like a bargain. And another a bargain. Another plus for Allen is that when that contract expires or gets close to the point where the Bills and him might want to renegotiate, add some years mm-hmm. to it, he's still going to be 30, probably. 31, maybe. Yep. So, like, he will be able to bank again if he right. is if he stays and, at this level and he produces and he's good. Yes. And I think that's why it's almost a perfect amount of years. And this was Chris Mortensen kind of reported this. It's not Prescott, which was a four-year deal, which is completely designed. Now Prescott's older than than Allen, so he might have been a lot more, you know, strict in like I'm not doing a six-year deal with you because right. if Prescott does a six-year deal, that takes him to like what 33, 34 years old. It's mm-hmm. a lot different than 30 um, for Allen. Now Prescott can cash out again in four years. That's not great for the Cowboys. It's not great for the Cowboys, but in terms of their long-term salary cap. the But Allen, because it's six years, and it takes it to, what, eight? Because of the, uh, the the two years left in his deal now? Right. Allen does the Bills an enormous favor, I think, in the long term. Because, again, in five years, $43 million, that might be the 10th highest paid contract in the league. Might be 15th, I don't know, at this rate. Justin Herbert is probably going to top that. Yep. This crop of quarterbacks. There will be at least two, probably, of the four first-round guys from this past draft that will work out. Yep. Trevor Lawrence is probably going to get paid somewhere in that range. Trey Lance or Justin Fields, if one of them does it, they'll be probably above $43 million three years from now. Allen would probably be considered the elder statesman of this era of quarterback. He would. And what does locking him in now to that cap figure do for you long-term? Well... It allows you the long-term flexibility to not to, because you're eventually gonna have to find other guys. You know, today the cap's a non-issue, and Allen's 25, and Stephon Diggs is in the middle of his prime at 27. Yep. But what happens five years from now, when Stephon Diggs is 32, turning 33 years old? What happens if he's not the same player he used to be, which is very realistic. That's about when we look at A.J. Green. He's 32, and he's shot. It's about when receivers hit the wall. Yeah. What happens in five years if Stephon Diggs is not the same player he is? And Diggs is not shy from contact either. Right. You're going to need to go find the next Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And because of the design of this contract and because of the term on this contract, it allows the Bills in the future, years down the road, to go to have the flexibility to go find their next Stephon Diggs, to go find their next Deion Dawkins if they have to go find that. Their to next find Trey their next White. Trey White. Their next Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde. Right. It allows them the flexibility to do all of those things. And that day is going to come. Right. And Allen will most likely still be the quarterback. Right. He will outlast this core. Yes. That's just the nature of the sport. Mm-hmm. The quarterback will outlast the current core. And then it will, the question will be asked, can they do it again? Can they build the infrastructure around Allen again? And Allen's deal right now will make it a lot easier for Brandon Bean and the Bills to do that, I think. And that's not a given. You know? Like, plenty of organizations get it right once, and then they can't get it again. The Seahawks built this juggernaut around Russell Wilson. Yep. And since Richard Sherman aged out, and Cam Chancellor retired, and Earl Thomas retired, and Doug Baldwin retired. Since they lost that core group of players that won a Super Bowl at the Seahawks, they haven't got it right since. Now They've that, still been good, but they haven't got it right since to where they're back being a championship contender. Th- a, a little side note, this is the problem with Edmonds, is that the Bills selecting the guys they want to keep, White, Diggs, Allen, generally speaking, these guys are going to produce. Like you're pretty, we're pretty sure about Allen. We're definitely sure about Diggs. We're definitely sure about White. Yep. Edmonds, we don't know. So if you commit to him, yes. and like you're not quite sure, you're, that's the trick about what the Bills are doing. Because you got to commit to the guys who will perform for you now, so you don't have to mess up what you have set up down the road for yourself when you want to recycle the core again. You have to get it right now for that cycle to really work. 
And so far, most of those guys seem like they're going to work. I don't know about Emmons. And maybe that's the that's what the make or break will yep. be for this for these decisions. Maybe it'll just be like, you know, because it's not 100%, we can't place all the work we've done with the other contracts at risk by committing a ton of money to this guy that will hamstring us if in two years we hate it. Corey, you nailed it. You you it's like you read you it's like you read my mind. I have a poll half written here. Look at this. Because you know, I am always the first person to ask what's next. Just kind of how I'm geared. Like I'm always ready to go with, all right, what's next? What's next? Like this is done. We're on to the next thing. So here it is. The next Bills contract extension should go to who? But I don't know. I'm I'm trying to build this poll out right now. With so who, maybe we can who, build it before we go to break here. Sure. Who's on the list? So far, I've only got Ed Oliver and Shermaine Edmonds listed. No, that's two good ones. That's but I don't. I don't know that there's another guy. Devin Singletary. I didn't say monster extension. I did only label it as extension. You know what? I would. Mm, yeah. Jerry Hughes is up after one more year. He's a different animal for this because he's going to be 34 by then. Right. Um. Hyde and Poyer resigned, aren't they? They're not up anytime soon. Nope. Hyde and Poyer. Poyer's under contract till 2023, and Hyde's under contract till 2024. Yeah, we're good there. We're good so there. we're looking at um, Taron Johnson's a UFA at the end of the year. Beasley. Beasley's got two more years left, and he's got a dead cap figure at the end of the year. Beasley, though, is kind of older. I yeah. don't know. If you're if you're keeping him around, it's just the last year of that deal, isn't it? Is it Davis? How far along wow. are we in Davis? He's interesting. Well, he's only one year into a four-year rookie deal. Right. So after this year, but he I, would be going into his third year, right? Is it crazy to say I'm as sure he's great as Edmonds and Oliver? I love me some Gabe Davis, this man. Is, I, I want to I want to talk about him a little bit this later. This is too. what makes Allen so great too, because everybody gets the ball, man. Yeah. So we were able to find out that Gabe Davis was good. Gabe Davis was a fourth round rookie last year that ranked what third on the team in targets. But right. He was number one on the team in end zone targets and number one on the team in deep targets. So he had the valuable targets. If you find Honestly. if you get any talent in the draft that can catch a football, Allen will help you discover if that talent works or not. So what do you think? Do you think Davis is the right? third option here and then yeah. maybe Singletary probably a stretch for uh, Davis because of just the length of contract and how far away that negotiation is uh-huh. but he's the next guy to think and talk about or I could do this I could change it up and say then instead of next Bills contract extension I could say the next big Bills contract goes to who and then it's Oliver Edmonds and, and then, then you could have a wild card free agent free or agent. I could even write just free agent wide receiver yep free agent defensive end listen to it absolutely Maybe that's the way to do it's it. It's a poll on a Saturday. It's a poll on right. It's exactly. It, it's sunny out. It's August seventh. I mean, we could have been ranking cookies tonight uh, or today. I mean, it's silly. <laughs> I still season. have the New York State tree survey if you want it. Do you? <laughs> Maybe we'll get to that over the course of the next couple of hours. Sal, by the way, is down at the stadium. Uh, the Bills practice is going on down at Highmark Stadium, so we'll get an update from Sal at 12.30. Uh, and Evan and Kevin, O-Striker from Locked on Ravens. We're going to talk a little bit about Baltimore for this season, a big competitor with the Bills for that number two team in the AFC going into the year. And Jackson's contract extension is probably contract. next. Exactly. And I want to talk about, does Jackson get more than Allen? Like, is that on the radar sure, why for not? Baltimore? We'll talk about that with Kevin, and we'll go over it a little bit as well ourselves. Jody Biasi and Corey Griswold here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. WGR Sports Radio 550. Mind. I just, I can't explain it. When your kid can't find the language, find the lyrics. Start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ed Council and Pivotal Ventures. Find your new summer soundtrack by Odyssey. Introducing hundreds of new music stations for summer barbecues, road trips, working out, or relaxing poolside. There's even a tailgate rock station for you sports-crazy fans. Check out the new exclusive stations on the Odyssey app today. NFL Films music right here? This. I recognize this. It is uh, NFL Films music that was remixed for, get this, Madden 2003. Oh, I knew I, man, I'm proud of myself. I knew I recognized that sound somewhere. Uh, Madden 2003, that is with. Another classic rock selection from yours truly. Is that Eddie George on the cover? No, that's 2001. So 2002, I think, was Michael Vick. No, 2000, no, 2004 was Michael Vick. Okay. 2002, I think, is Dante Culpepper. So 2003. Who's 2003? 2003. 2005 is Donovan McNabb. 
Right. So it's not him. Oh, this is going to kill me. Who we is, get, no, we can't, can't look, look it up. It up. Um, We're going to be here all day. Adrian Peter. It can't be Adrian Peterson. Not in 2003. Come no. Um, <laughs> no, it's not Eddie George. Come on. Eddie George was in the early 2000s. Um, that might have been 01, though. Uh, who, who could we have here? Um, I don't even know who else it could who be. Who was fun in 2003? It's not Peyton Manning. It's not Brady. It's Do, not. Could, could, might we have a Marshall Falk situation? Could we have a Ram on there? Um. Ooh, it might be. You know what? I think it is. I think you nailed it. I think it's Marshall Falk. He's still good then, right? I mean, he's close, right? We're getting there. We're, we're getting to the end of that uh, era of Rams football, I think. Yeah. Uh, Madden 2003. I have it right here. It is Marshall Falk. Ah, yes! You nailed it. What do you win? I, 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 win, that, I win that I'm old. <laughs> That's what I win. I win um, that I'm absolutely old. Yeah, come on. I was, I was right there. 2000... 2001 was Eddie George. If they updated the graphics and the rosters, the engine is perfect. Like, just play yes. with that engine in that franchise mode. It's fine. Also, I messed up Donovan McNabb. He was 2006. Ray Lewis was 2005. Mm. Uh, Sean Alexander, 07. Vince Young, 08. Mm. Is Josh uh, Allen going to get a Madden cover? I mean, he's plausible. It's plausible. He's fun. Yeah. A Bill's never been on the cover. He's going to run out. Cause I mean he's got he's got uh, he's got other really good players coming. He, I wonder about his star power. It's definitely growing, but what level can it get to? Because I've I've never experienced this, like not, a, a Buffalo Bill having an elite quarterback like this. It's not happened in my lifetime. They're so. on prime time all the time. Uh, the, he's in the playoffs. Consist. He's in the playoffs now. Playing the playoffs consistently. Mm-hmm. Made the championship game. Uh, I think that uh, if they have similar levels of success, where they're just always competing for the playoffs, do well in prime time. Like you said, he does great in prime time. Yep. Like you, he, he's going to be. People are going to be wearing his. I was. You know what? I was on vacation, and you would know this. You know the one, the footage of the seagull hitting the girl while she was on the ride. That's where I went, and I didn't even know it. That's where. So I went to vacation uh, over the summer, and I went to New Jersey, and I was looking around because there was. It's like a giant lawn fete wherever I went, and I was looking for like where they were selling the sports shirts. I was like, do they have Ellen stuff up? Mm-hmm. Like, is he there yet? Where it's like I'm in a random city, and he's in the collection of jerseys that they just sell. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's there yet, but he's close. I think he really is fun to watch, too. Like it helps. That, that's, that really helps. Like, it's not... He's cool. Like, he's a cool athlete. He's a dork, but he's a cool athlete. Yeah, like, he's fiery, too. Like, right. he's dancing out there, and he's he's getting into it with the other team and their faces. He's running over people, too. Right, and, like, like, literally leaping over people and running through people. I, I'm interested to see what his ceiling is in terms of star power. If he can, if you can juke a guy on the field, like, not being, not counting Chad Pennington. Like, if you can juke a guy on the field, <laughs> like, you count as being a fun athlete to watch, especially as a quarterback, and he, he's such... Yeah. Like he's not there isn't another quarterback like him who's got his physical skill set and with the things he can no. do with his body frame. He is which also helps. He throws. He's as close to Mahomes as you'll get in terms of throwing right now, in terms of passing and just like any moment at any time he could throw it anywhere on the field. Like, he's not Jackson, but he's, he's right, not purely Mahomes. He's unique in his athleticism. Yeah. The, nobody moves like that. Yeah, he's a real at unicorn. Six foot 5. And 200 whatever pounds. Nobody moves like that. And nobody can outrun a safety and also run through defensive ends. He's got a really... Just co- doesn't exist. He's Gronk. He's got a cool partner to throw the ball to <laughs> in Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Like, they're they're well, they're cool. I think the best comparison you can make is, like, compare them to positional players. Like, their athleticism. Lamar Jackson is so fast and elusive that, honestly... The closest thing to Lamar Jackson running in the league might be Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And the only guy I'm thinking of right now for Allen, for a comparison, like who runs like Allen in the NFL? Like prime Rob Gronkowski <laughs> might be the answer. Right. Like I'm not like I'm not even kidding. Is that too strong to say prime Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end of all time? Travis Kelsey, maybe. Like Yeah, he runs like a tight end. He run, he runs like an elite tight end. <laughs> he would have been a great tight end, by the way, if he couldn't throw the football. But, of course, he can. I mean, um, I, I'm fully expecting Allen and Trubisky to be on the field at the same time at some point. 
yeah. this season. Trickeration. It's just going to happen. Yep. Um, anyways, I threw that poll up before we went to break. I thought we built it pretty well. I thought it was going to be a good question. Because I'm always the person to ask what's next. So here it is. The next Bill's big contract goes to who? And I gave you four options. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, a free agent wide receiver, or a free agent pass rusher. Many people don't think it's a good question, I think. Because 78% are saying Tremaine Edmonds. Is it that easy? Are, that people, that sure, are people that sure that he's the one? I think he's really good. But are we sure he's worth... Uh, like a top five in the league linebacker contract? Because that's probably what he gets. I don't know. His market value at Spotrack. Spotrack has him calculated market rate. $13.5 million per year for Tremaine Edmonds. I mean, compared to Allen. Like, I'm, now with oh, this, of course. I'm yes. like, yeah, sure, whatever. I mean, yes, compared to Allen. <laughs> um but as it stands today, the cap's going to go way up. So yeah, the news know, about but... the cap, like, exploding makes all the conversation about Edmonds different because now his impact isn't going to be as dynamic on your cap that maybe it would have been previously. Right. So, And I wonder if does, he... How does his camp handle that? How does how do they negotiate around that knowledge? Here's why I don't... I, I'm not saying he won't get paid. I think he will. But he should. He's an athlete and he plays professional sports. Someone should pay him. He should get a paycheck at least. I'm... Yeah, that's true. I'm wondering if he's not a very good candidate to play out the fifth year of his contract before signing. Like, if he wants to do that, too? Like, if that's mutually agreed? He wouldn't even have a choice because the Bills picked up the fifth-year option. Yeah. So if they want, they can push him off. And maybe they'd want to. If he is still, this year, as good as he's been, which I would say is very good. Yes. A very good player. Not an elite linebacker in the league, but one step below that. Yep. Played through, played hurt, played through a lot last yep, year. Right. Held that defense together when there was a lot of guys missing around him. Still really young. Yep. He's got all the athletic tools you want. I might argue you just let him play the fifth year on his option before giving him a mega extension. It's not, it's, I, I think just that makes sense timeline-wise, which to this question would mean if you want to go throw a different big contract out next year than one of your own, that would help facilitate you doing that and maybe now i go chase my big free agent pass rusher that would be my answer i want the franchise pass rusher on this team and i think greg Rousseau could be that boogie basham could be that but they don't have the bend that many of the elite pass rushers in the sport have so they could be very good players they of course it is still possible they would be dominant could but i'm still Whole, until I see somebody do it, that's the last need on this team. They're running out of guys to throw money to. Like they, like they. Well, Oliver was like the next guy, right? So to. it's like there's going to be Oliver coming up at some point, and he hasn't earned it yet. And there's going to be Edmonds. Like, it, could they do Edmonds and a free agent defensive end if they really wanted to in the same year, considering where the cap might be going next the, year? The way they're setting up their cap, the way they're paying people, I think they could do it. I think like next year, especially if the cap goes higher than we think. But I think we already have that number. They also um, haven't done it yet. Like that, that need for defensive end has been there before, well, for the whole time. I think. And what was this off season? This was this was maybe your last swing at not having to go outside of the team to to, to get it. Yeah. But by let's spend our first and second round pick. Let's see if Epinesa develops, and let's just see if in house we can develop this guy. And maybe this year they'll have signs that Rousseau can be that, that Basham can be that, and then this is a moot point. It's not worth talking about. But if they have slow rookie years, if they're kind of quiet in their rookie seasons, and Jerry Hughes becomes a free agent next year, I'm going to want an answer at some point to who's the guy that every time I play Kansas City, he torments Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I need that guy. I need my Miles Garrett. That every time out there, Mahomes knows exactly where he is. And he's got him in the back of his mind that I've got to roll left instead of right because this guy's going to beat my right tackle. And unfortunately, the Bills are going to be in a position in the draft where they will not probably be around to get that guy because that guy's going to be way high on the draft board and they would, I, I, they would have to move to get him. 
because they won't be in a position. So you're either going to have to hope you already got them, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to do that through free agency or through trade with another team. And by the way, I don't necessarily need that player to be a defensive end because Oliver is on this list as like who could be the next bill to get a contract. And if Edmonds doesn't get one this offseason, then maybe Oliver could be the I answer really to that. Want, I will really want Oliver to pan out. I'll, me too. I'll take a big step forward. It, he, he could be the answer to this question. Who's going to be their franchise-dominant pass rusher? If Oliver can do that from the inside, I'm good. Because then that makes the job for the ends a lot easier, and yes. suddenly I don't have that need for a Miles Garrett to the same level because Oliver is just a tormentor yeah. coming through the middle He's of a defensive line. so important to their right. development and their plans for him to pan out and be effective. And this is a big year for him because now there's no excuses. Latulale is back. He had to play a little bit of a different role. He had to focus a little bit more on the run game. He's always kind of been a good run defender. In fact, he was a better run defender in college than he was a pass rusher, if you go by the PFF grades. And to me, this year, now that he's got Latulale back, maybe he can focus more on just being that disruptor in the middle. And he can focus more on the passing, the passing pass rush moves instead of always making sure that you're being responsible to stop the run. I, I'm Oliver, An Oliver breakout, would be maybe the biggest thing that could happen for this team. This it, it makes it sound like Oliver's been bad he sometimes, and he, he has not been bad. He's just played a different role than I think we envisioned. Right, he's just not, he has not driven games. He yes. is not watching the game being like, Oliver's the story. He's not been that so far. But I don't watch the games and think like, you gotta get Oliver off the field, he's killing you. By the way, a lot of people are replying on Twitter, a Diggs extension would be the next one. Hmm. That's good. I even floated this year, like this offseason. Would Diggs want an extension this offseason? Because he's like the 18th highest paid quarterback in the league, or wide receiver in the league, and he's obviously better than that. You know what? The sooner you do that to to a similar type structure where you can, like, when he ages out, it's not going to kill you, like, the better. The more you push that off, the worse that math gets because his end for, like you said last segment, like, when you get to 32, it's dicey. That's coming faster for him. I think next year, I bet he gets paid. He's got a $6 million dead cap figure this year. Remember, they pushed the money back yep. in his deal. So next year, really, they'll be able to do what you're saying. They'll be able to give him a pay raise, add years to his current contract that has two more years after this year, and that'll kind of give them some more flexibility down the road yeah. with Diggs, while also taking care of him and giving him the pay I raise wonder if deserves. they put him on the same path as Allen's contract. Just like we're going to yeah. have you, you guys are in sync. Here we go. I like, I like it. 803-0550 is the phone number. Who should be the next bill to get paid? Let us know what you think. We'll talk with Sal Capaccio about today's bills practice down at the stadium at 1230. And Kevin Ostriker from Locked on Ravens. We're going to talk some Lamar Jackson coming up at 1. That's all ahead here on WGR. WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back. Jody DiBiase here on WGR, joined by Corey Griswold, of course, here on Sports Talk Saturday, filling in for Nate Geary. Nate is at a wedding, which are fun. He didn't take off to go golfing or anything. That's usually what he does. Nate? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he doesn't have to take off to go golfing. He just golfs. He just golfs. He just does it. Yeah, you just work it around the rest of your schedule. Right. Yeah, I don't think I've ever taken off to go golfing. It's uh, always around something else. Unless it's... Have you ever done, like, a specific golf trip? No, but that is on my to-do, like, very soon. I, me and some buddies want to go down to Bethpage Black uh, on Long Island. Um, one of the top public courses. I mean, maybe the top public course in the country. I mean, they play the U.S. Open there, like, once every 15 years. Right. Um, they've got that thing there, though, where you've got to wait in line in your car. Like, overnight. Like, you get in your car at 8 o'clock at night, the day before. You So you're in line in the parking lot in your car, and you're probably going to get out the next day. Mm. Probably going to get out the next really? day. Really? That's the best system we got? That's, that's just like tradition there. 
that's that's, that's a that's a real dumb tradition. It is a dumb tradition. No, it's, I'm no, all that's for, not a tradition. I'm all for actually. eliminating dumb traditions. Yeah, if, it's, if your tradition is dumb, it shouldn't be a tradition. Our tradition is making people uncomfortable. It's not a tradition. Yeah, not a tradition. It's not. Um. So yeah, we've thought about doing that. Um. There's some really nice courses in the Southern Tier that we've talked about, but I've not done a golf trip. I want to do a golf trip. Gotta you go someplace fun. Trip? I have not done a golf trip. Uh, you should probably go someplace fun, someplace you normally wouldn't go. So right. don't like go to Arizona. Don't go to like Florida. No, that's that's not a golf trip. Though. No, well, no, I guess it could be someplace like I would never in my life go to Wisconsin. But here I am, and I heard Wisconsin. there's a great golf golf course or something like that. Or like go to like Montana. Yeah, or like Washington State or something sure. like that. Yeah, what's a state I would never go to? Right. Go to Canada. What do they got no, in Nova Scotia or something Canada. like that? I love Canada. Well, Nova Scotia, I guess. Quebec. Yeah. I don't know. They got any I'm good not, courses in Quebec? I'm not dying to go to Nova Scotia. See, this is what I mean, right? It's like, I would never be here unless for this. Nova Scotia interests me, though. I don't think I know anything about it. So I'd almost want to go just like, what is this? It's way out there. I know. Everything in Canada is way further than you think. Like, <laughs> yeah. North Bay is in, like, I was looking up, because uh, I'm obsessed already with this Shane Wright kid that's going to be the first overall pick next year in the draft. He plays for Kingston in the OHL. So me and some friends are looking around like, all right, where can we drive up to see him? Well, he doesn't play in Erie this year because apparently they're not on the schedule. So, all right, Hamilton's within reach. Niagara, of course, is really easy. Um, Mississauga is pretty easy. Okay. And we're looking around the other OHL cities, and I'm like, North Bay. Where's North Bay? And it's like it's like an 18-hour drive. Yeah. But it's still in Ontario. It's a, it's a big... How, how big is Ontario? <laughs> like, I'm driving 18 hours and I'm still in the province? It's that big, like... Are you kidding? It's the big smoke cloud above the chimney of what uh, right. Ontario well, looks like. That's those pro- all the provinces. They're just like... They start out, there's the big cities that just keep going up forever. That's right. Just da- straight lines. That's just like... Right. Pfft, yeah, sure, you're Manitoba. I don't... We didn't... We couldn't, whatever. <laughs> you're still Manitoba. Yeah, we, we, have, we don't care. Here. It's all you. <laughs> we haven't figured it out. We haven't cared, so it's all you. Yeah, Canada's crazy like that. It's crazy huge. Um, all right, well, we'll take a timeout here. When we come back, I want to talk more about the Bills' positional battles that are going on at training camp right now. Defensive end, wide receiver, maybe a little bit on running back, too. I'm a big Matt Breida guy. Make my case for him when we return. Jody Biasi, Corey Griswold here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 